This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. And welcome back to another exciting, awesome, invigorating episode of the Video Junk Air Podcast. Uh, I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskel. Eric, Ryan, how are we doing? Oh, we're doing okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> how many times can one it's actually clean their house or apartment uh, in, in, like, eight hours? Because you find in out In situation, endlessly. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Actually, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how they've done, like, so many rounds of that, like, cleaning. I think I'll actually go through that again. Or you start thinking about, as you're, like, maybe going through a closet or something, you're a little more easy to get rid of stuff right now because it's just, like, I clearly don't need it, you know? Uh, But then they're, like, or, like, my recycling is getting stacked up now, or I've got a stack of stuff to go to Goodwill, and Goodwill's closed, so I don't know where to take it, and... Like, my garage is full right now of just stuff that I need to donate or recycle, but I can't get to those places, so. It's a, yeah, yeah, we, I had that, we had that problem with weird, obviously you have a little bit of extra time, so you're, like, working on cleaning stuff out, and then it's like, oh, this all needs to be donated, but I can't donate it right now. Yeah, so. I have nowhere to take it. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple of things with giant boxes of kids' clothes that are just sitting in the basement now, so. Yeah, so. But yeah, that's a very good question, Ryan. How often can we actually do that? Um, I find so. I find the the kitchen is the fucking worst. Oh, yeah. uh, it's the most exhausting thing. Literally, it gets dirty anytime you go into it, which is whenever you eat, so three times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kitchens are like never stay clean. Like you spend the most time, well, like, unless you like never cook. But yeah, if you cook at home at all, which, like you spend a, yeah tons of time. Yeah, I wish everyone basically has to be now i feel bad for anyone that's not because they're eating you know the same pizza over and over again that they can get delivered right now but <laughs> see that's one thing i was really wondering is when this all and i'm reluctant to say when this all ends because it's going to be something different to some degree right from you kind of hope before. it is you kind of hope we learn something from this yeah right? like i kind of yeah. want this to let humans though yeah. let's innovate <laughs> some because there's already been some I, I, I kind of innovative ways of doing like Yes, we had Grubhub pretty quick shortly before all this. Grubhub had stuff haven't been around for, you know, decades. Um, but so many places of, like, Burger King delivers around here now. I haven't used mm-hmm. it because it's Burger, Burger King. King. But, but the fact that they're like, we deliver. I'm like, are they going to stop doing that? Yeah, they probably will when the well, they were they were down, but... Here in Milwaukee, they were doing it already. Okay. Like okay, McDonald's so some and everything. It's, it's, yeah, I think it's like now they extended to smaller communities who don't usually have to use that service. Were right. they doing it themselves in Milwaukee? Because no, they use like here and in Chicago. Yeah, they were using like Postmates and. Um, we use Grubhub. I saw McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's other, uses yeah, Grubhub. Yeah, Grubhub will do it. Yeah. Uber even does some of it. The Uber yeah, Eats Uber service. Eats. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we have Uber Eats and Grubhub. Getting and, all these corporate plugs in. I hope yep. they're paying attention. 
Right, and uh, a few others around here. Um, I don't know. We have actually like, okay, like Wednesday night we allow the kids to have McDonald's and stuff because it's like we do our our date night here where we cook something special and then we get them. That's like their one night a week for that. Um, sit down, shut up, eat a burger. <laughs> pretty much like okay, and we're gonna go have a nice dinner. You guys, here's yeah. a movie, play. Um, but we um, we've actually used the McDonald's delivery through either Grubhub or Dine or whatever it is, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I kind of see the appeal of it. It's like yeah, you know. Do you know what the weirdest Grubhub experience? Uh, I think I I didn't personally experience it quite, but it, um, know of is. Hmm. There's a service that delivers killer clowns from space. Oh. Terrible. Oh, yeah. It's not just McDonald's. It's not just <laughs> I McDonald's. Heard of that. But I think you know, I think their their food is about as bad as that Segway. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least there was a segue. But it was. I was aiming for a popcorn thing, but uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking yeah. about uh, film tonight. That I know that this is one that I've um, have, a, have a, a long history with, and I'm I'm pretty sure Eric, you do too. Ryan, this was this a first view? This is for a you? Few, this is a first for me. Okay, first for you. So nice. yeah, we're gonna be talking about the 1988. Uh, American science fiction horror comedy filled killer clowns from outer space. It was a night like any other night. Then something happened. Did you see that? Something different. It's no shooting star. Why here? Why now? Why clowns? <laughs> They've been knocking them dead all over the universe. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? <laughs> <laughs> Soon they'll be doing it at a theater near you. Killer clowns from outer space. Just cruising through the galaxy and stopped here for a bite to eat. You don't need a police bell, you need a psychiatrist. They want to play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. What are you in for? Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. It's almost um, all the genres except for it, rom-com, right? Well, maybe that could it's, be it, argued, but It's comedy. I mean, I guess it's not drama. There's <laughs> not... The dog was a sad part. But no. Um, so, so yeah, this one was um, written and directed and produced by the uh, Shioto Brothers. Stars Grant Kramer, Suzanne Snyder, uh, John Allen Nelson, and John Vernon. Also uh, in the cast, too, somebody who's not like in top billing, but Royal Dano. Royal yeah. Dano has a, a small part in kind this of, as well. Kind of a tiny part, but yeah. He's so does Cr- Christopher Titus, which I thought was weird. If oh, my oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Yep. 
So um, I gotta say, the, my first exposure to this one was probably in the early '90s. So shortly after it came out, um, I was at somebody's house and I was flipping. They have I have a TV guide and I was just looking through it. Remember, many remember TV guide, and um, you know occasionally they'd have like a, a photo or something, a still from a movie, and it was one of the clowns from this, and just the, mm-hmm. the title "Killer Clowns from Outer Space" on HBO at whatever time. And that image creeped me out enough where it didn't give me nightmares, but I was like, ooh, that's scary. Must know everything about it. Yeah, got to see this. Eventually, a couple years later, saw it, and um, it was not the, the terrifying movie I expected. <laughs> but it's it's one that I did watch repeatedly. What about you, Eric? You know, I, I don't have that long of a history with this, actually. Well, and I guess it's getting to be kind of a long history now, but I first saw this, I probably because you showed it to me I'm, I'm guessing but i first saw this in college so okay um yeah i had heard of it by name our video store didn't have a copy of this i don't believe so once that you know once it's not in our little small town video store then it's pretty much you know as ryan and all three of us actually have commiserated about multiple times like it pretty much doesn't exist when when we were growing up so right yeah um right. yeah so yeah i didn't see it until college and and I kind of on a, kind of luckily because I feel like at a certain age I'm not sure I would have appreciated it quite as much as I did you know when I was mm-hmm. old enough to kind of get what they were going for with this. For some reason, when I was a kid, I tended to take things too seriously or not you know understand that you know something can be multiple things at the same time. But, right, right. And Ryan, this this was our I mean this was one I recommended for the show, but this was a, this was a first viewing for you. But and uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I I was aware of it for quite okay. some time. Same with same with Eric. With in terms of when I like went to college is when I learned that it existed, um, because like then the Oshkosh downtown theater always mm-hmm. played. I swear to God, I think they play it once a year. I think uh, they do. Pretty close to it. Yeah. Yeah, and they um, and I can totally see why, um, but then like other people like always it, it just definitely came up during college but never seen mm-hmm. it never never really okay. seen it. i never really approached horror movie horror movies very much but uh you know it's sometimes like, you have to <laughs> well this is one of those the podcast makes me <laughs> yeah certainly um, kind of falls into the the horror fans are definitely going to get a kick out of this but is this truly a horror film or you know uh, you know does it sit more on the side of sci-fi yeah. comedy vo- I, I think it whatever. sits on a, it's a very well it does a very good job of kind of bringing i i put modern in quotations because it came out in the in 88 like the year before i was born but um <laughs> for that time updating that you know that b movie night mm-hmm. Where you have, I mean, it's in the freaking title, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Like, it's just a long-winded fucking <laughs> right. title of just absurdity. And when you read the title, you're like, I know what I'm, I know what I'm going to get from this. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of how I felt about this. So it was actually kind of nice. Like, it's very f- 1950s sci- drive-in sci-fi. Yeah, yeah very similar, in, like yeah. Night of the Creeps and The Blob, The Blob and stuff. A movie just before that's we meant before to be we jump in any further things. though. I, I did want to oh, just yeah. do a real quick um, plot synopsis. So the film is about a clan of evil aliens from an unknown region who resemble circus clowns, and it apparently is part of their entire culture and technology is this kind of parallel dimension circus clown thing. Uh, they arrive on Earth and invade a small town in order to capture, kill, and harvest the human inhabitants to, to use as sustenance. So the whole thing about, like, can't sleep, clowns will eat me. Yeah, this. 
but yeah. <laughs> with a with a silly sci-fi uh, kind of take on it. Um, so yeah, we talked a little bit about the about the cast though. Like you've got uh, Grant Kramer plays the character of Mike Tobacco. I really want to know what the history is behind that name because that seems <laughs> really strange. Right, um, it does. And uh, yeah, Suzanne Snyder as Debbie Stone and John Allen Nelson as Deputy Dave Hansen. I for me, John Vernon though is as uh, Deputy Curtis Mooney is one that's always stayed with me because he's yeah. uh, the dean in Animal House. Right. So if you remember Double Secret Probation, pretty much the same character, but now he's a cop. Oh, Officer <laughs> yeah. Mooney? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like the angry old man yeah. cop. I have to yeah. say, Officer Mooney, uh, what a prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, John Vernon's good at this, though, because he's everything I've ever seen him in, he's just this like terrible prick like in everything. And he so you know he does he does his job well <laughs> so um i want to talk a, I'll just discuss a little bit about uh how this looks because so it's a and i don't want to get too hard ahead of myself because we do want to talk a little bit about like the legacy of this but i wanted to mention something about creepy clowns right because we we talked to john Pata on the show a couple months back about uh the movie gags which again still that gets the video junkyard podcast major seal of approval um Yes, yeah. But, it's, a, it's actually free on Prime now. Everybody go see Gag, go watch Gags the Clown. You have nothing Prime. else to do. Watch Gags. It's awesome. <laughs> it's funny. It's it's creepy. It's great. But you know, with with things like the It movies and and things like Gags and Killjoy and there's a whole bunch of like creepy clown movies. Grease um, paint. No, grease paint. Yay! Uh, <laughs> you know, there's there was a resurgence in the creepy clown thing, and part of that is from the the re, the new Stephen King it movies and I think actually as we talked about with with uh, John when he was on the show gags played a big role in that actually and really kind of I think kickstarting the creepy clown resurgence inadvertently um, but this movie I mean you mentioned this to people and they're like no I, I can't stand it. it's creepy because I hate clowns but they've never seen mm-hmm. it and then you watch right. it and I guess Ryan I'm gonna pick on you a little bit because what do you think I mean <laughs> are these clowns creepy yeah, but in a fun way. Like I said, yeah. like so yeah. as a person who's like if you're afraid of clowns or if you're someone who's like me and m- many of my friends actually who mm-hmm. who don't care for kind of scary movies, this is totally doable and totally fun. And it's one of those things that I would say to people like me who are like know this movie and you ever if you ever feel out of place with other like horror movie fans, just say like, "Oh, I kind of enjoy Killer Clowns from Outer Space." Then they're like, "Oh, okay, cool." I think that kind of helps get you into that crowd. <laughs> right. Or at least and help, I think help you blend in. Um Well, yeah, because I like you said the the clown designs are creepy but in a in a manageable way they're not like oh it's great they're great but the, they're great they're 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 yeah. big animatronic puppet suits and they're, um, they're very like they're all like caricatures i was gonna like say caricatures over, overly, yeah. yeah 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 overly emphasized it's just like big eyes the noses and mouths are just all like otherworldly and the, the effects are really really great they do a good yeah. job of fusing that alien aspect with the clown it, it fits the perfect boundary where you see both easily like it's like it's one of the most believable monsters i've ever fucking seen i think if they looked more human they'd be scarier i and so i i think think the fact that they look so cartoonish kind of brings like this interesting idea of like how alien an alien can be like Mm -hmm. kind of brings up the philosophical question in a film like could there be a horrifying bugs bunny that exists somewhere in the universe playing basketball with michael jordan 
Right? Sure. Yeah, I, I, the um, not our Michael Jordan, but some Michael Jordan, a Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked the kind of the I you know again I, I've seen this movie a dozen times at least, but just rewatching it for the show, just kind of looking at the effects, the um, yeah the the costumes and, and of the 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 clowns, um, there there's some there are some legitimately like ooh this is a creepy scene with them. Oh yeah, there's, there's yeah. a couple you know laughs that they do that are a little that that mm-hmm. kind of stick with me um the um scene with the fast food yes like, yeah. the like little girl is the side when he's waving oh. to the little girl is is good creepy like it's it, yeah it's it, the most it unnerving the nicely, one but, yeah. yeah it very yeah. much puts but, that it vibe into something mm-hmm. yeah the luring kind of a thing and, and then how it, it you know he freaks out or he gets mad afterwards and he kind of roars but um you know, they even throw in, like, the little tiny clown to be kind of the cute one, even though he's still a killer, <laughs> you know. But actually, the scene that really got me, that was, like, kind of realized the effects look pretty good, are the 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 long neck plant-like crab monster, whatever, things that grow from the popcorn. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, like, they're... Yeah. <laughs> the You know, they're yeah, like actually, a long purplish spine thing with a little monster clown head on the top of them. Like, kind of like, uh, yeah, kind of like, um, reminds me of that one scene from Night of the Living Dead 3. Not a oh, movie God. I wanted yeah. to watch, but I, Joe, if you know what scene I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not, I mean, that's not a good movie anyway, but. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's. Return of the Living Dead 3? Yeah. yeah. That, you can't say I never ones. tried to watch horror movies, folks. I, just a, I've yeah. tried. Um, it's, but, I just, yeah. it's just not for me. I respect I mean, it, but it's just not for me. The, um, I think one of the things that makes this so interesting is like, we said kind of the caricature, like shapes and the look of the clowns, but like you, you mentioned that scene with the kind of snake like creatures that grow out of popcorn. It's just kind of the almost ridiculous level of, of commitment they have to the circus theme, like this entire alien culture. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like, there's this like creature that grows from this like crawling alien popcorn stuff when they capture people before they eat them they wrap them up in cotton candy essentially which turns and... into like a red gel <laughs> yeah yep and yeah. yeah their their spaceship is a big top you know their in, entire um everything inside of it is very like funhouse esque and there's a lot of really great sets uh you can tell there's probably made on a small budget because they do spend a lot of time inside of the sets or inside of the ship but they're all impressive enough that I don't think it ever hurts the movie too badly. It fits with the universe of like where the clowns come from. Like it's mm-hmm. one of those few moments where like literally like Batman level campy. When I say Batman for certain viewers, it's the Adam West nineteen sixties Batman. Yeah. Same level of set design and colorful oh, use yeah. when TV's like, hey, we just now have color. Let's show it off. It fits with these aliens. It's one of those few moments where you see such a corny set that, like, back in the 1950s or 60s or whatever, when you saw those movies, you're like, okay, kind of took it out for me, but it has a charm. But this movie takes that charm, and it made sense. And, like, yeah, I don't expect a clown ship to look any like anything else. So I'm still in the scene. I'm still in in um the atmosphere in which it's trying to create it never took me out just like well this is kind of fucking weird (laughs) with a smile on my face mind you Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah oh side note before i continue uh before i stop i have to say about those little fucking clown head things this is just mm -hmm. my theory on it i i think that's their young 
Mm. That's kind of the, what, where my brain went, is yeah. that they're spawning, like, popcorns, like, almost like clown seeds. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. I ate, I, by the way, I did totally eat popcorn when I was watching this movie. With oh, girlfriend. perfect. <laughs> um, well, now, and you this have was, to now this every was, time you watch it. This was after we saw the, po- I saw the popcorn scene. And I'm like, I crave popcorn. She goes, oh, I'll eat some popcorn. She didn't see the scene. She didn't know. So we're eating popcorn. And I'm just like looking at her. And I'm like, I didn't tell her. Because she came in pretty late. But yeah. Fun movie. Well, like, huh, this scene really makes me want some popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things too cotton that, candy. You know, right right before. Um, also, I've been craving cotton candy since I rewatched this movie. But I think it's also just the fact I have nowhere to get cotton candy right now. Um, I've actually been craving getting murdered by an alien clown, actually, too. So, I mean, something new, because I, I always oh, crave yeah. that. No. Um, you know, therapists are online now, now, right, Eric? That's right. You can teleconference <laughs> with your therapist. You can still uh, spend right, like yeah. 100 bucks just a video chat with a therapist. Do well, a I did want to point out clown. that the, um, <laughs> the, um, the soundtrack for this yeah. was was originally put together by uh john masari who's uh, done a ton of the soundtracks for a ton of different movies um going all the way back to uh the early 80s so he's just right right in uh, line with his stuff however the title track killer clowns from outer space was written and performed by the american punk band the dickies yes. uh, and was on their 88 album of the same title and uh, I'm, I'm proud to say i was actually at a concert where i got to see the dickies and got to see them play this one live which was fucking awesome actually yeah. i think that we yeah, were there was the same fun. fiend fest wasn't it eric yep, yep. yeah yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah and that's it's it's kind of cool that they got a fairly well-known punk band to do this uh this film because again i yeah. think you mention it to people this movie and they either scoff at it as it sounds stupid and ridiculous which it is i mean yeah i mean they're not or, wrong but or the or they're gonna go no i don't do clowns it's like yeah that's kind of the point of this yeah mm-hmm. you know like, they've, yeah. they've kind of made clowns into what people that are afraid of clowns imagine clowns are anyway in a way <laughs> like just which uh, really makes me wonder how long has like the creepy killer clown thing been a thing i mean obviously it was what he wrote that in the early 80s yeah the 80s I, before this prior movie. to that like i'm trying to think like what i don't know that'd be worth looking into because i i couldn't tell you killer clown movies prior to that Nothing yeah. off the top of my head. Or just when clowns right. became creepy. Yeah, rather than, you know, fun kids, kid friendly entertainers. Well, and I think there's probably I think it's when always you're... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Ron. Oh, okay. Uh I was gonna say it's probably when when you're a kid and you see the the exaggerated cartoony features that you're used to, but when you start growing up and that then that face makeup kinda hits an uncanny valley. It's just like mm. it's that moment you're like I know you're not like a super happy, excitable person. I know you're just a normal person who enjoys putting on face makeup and hanging out with children. And then yeah. you're, just, you're, just, you're just staring out and you're like, did I become an adult? <laughs> That's well, that when you hit that stage and you're like, okay. But there are kids, though, that are terrified of clowns and from the get-go. So. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I get that. I've, I've never been bothered by them. Like, there's nothing that's been yeah. particularly creepy to me about a clown. Like, and I know some kids, some people are. It's you know, it's a legitimate phobia. But um, yeah, this is one that I've I've never shared. I mean, I, there's people that can 
be around snakes without any problem, and I get very uncomfortable. But um, but with clowns, I just I don't I don't I've never really gotten unless unless like you're saying it's the you know you're a person's covering their face but painting on these kind of extreme features. Um, but yeah. I think honestly, I wonder I have to wonder if a majority of the true fear of, of clowns is kind of what you're talking about, Ryan, of like a realization as you get older. Maybe it's a stranger danger when you're a kid, but the adults that have the creep factor. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it's influenced from I mean other movies. A lot of it probably comes from the pop culture stuff because I it'd be interesting to find out if people prior to it becoming a big pop culture thing if there was a big phobia about clowns. Um, it probably has always existed just because, you know, someone's going to be uncomfortable by somebody painting their face. But, um, sure. but yeah, because like it seems to be like a, a lot of people claim to be afraid of clowns. In fact, if you fill a room full of like 20 people, I actually feel like the majority of them will say clown, clowns are kind of creepy. Maybe not full on phobia, but uh, majority of people will say clowns creep them out. Um, I will say nowadays, I'm them, pretty like, where sure that if you fill people with like a crowd of 20 people in a room nowadays, it's just that just breaking social distancing that I think creep them out more than the clown now. <laughs> I think they'd be yeah, like, you true. go and like, Maybe I'll we... take the fucking clown. He goes outside, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll take the fucking clown. <laughs> he, there's only one of him. There's 19 of you. Get away from me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got that uh, balloon animal. We can keep that six feet distance. But yeah, I feel like at least people of our generation, it did come from those 80s movies, like, and maybe this is even one of them, but like It and um, the scene in Poltergeist, that seems to be one that people always oh, yeah. talk about with the clown doll, um, <laughs> which, you know, are, are certainly kind of creepy movies, or at least uh, performance-wise, It is a creepy performance from Tim Curry, and that scene in Poltergeist is effective. It didn't leave me with like a lifelong phobia, though, it's just... I, the poltergeist scene seems to hit on two fronts. One, it's a clown, and two, it's a toy coming to life trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. So it, it like it's a double whammy. I think I, if it was just like I don't know, if it was like a, a, a like a stuffed animal bear, it wouldn't have been as scary. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, I think it being a clown helped. I'm thinking about it, and I don't think I've ever been actually scared of clowns either, but to be fair, grew up in a small town. I don't know if you guys experienced the same situation, but for me, almost every clown I ever actually met in person was played by a person like 65 up. So I think yep. even no matter how young or old I was, there was always that notion like, yeah, I can take them in a fight. Well, <laughs> I remember a few You're times... You're an 85-year-old like woman. I, I, I got, I'm not really scared of you like luring me in anywhere and killing me. I'm just worried well, about you I, breaking your neck, and I don't want to witness it. Well, I think. What if we trace a little? I was gonna say, what if we trace a little bit back to of this back to you know, um, Bob Kane and Batman and the Man Who Smiled and like the Joker character. Yeah. Um, that stuff obviously came out of the 30s and 40s, and and he very much based the appearance of the Joker on the the film The Man Who Smiled. Yeah. Um. So that's all kind of clowny, but it wasn't like full on clown. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that's... Well, I think it depends, too. Because, I mean, I, I remember the few times that, like, uh, the, the Shrine Circus, the Shriner Circus would come through our hometown. Mm-hmm. And you'd, I'd go when I was a kid. And, yeah, they did the whole circus clown thing. And that never bothered me because I was like, that's associated with a circus. You have you know, animals and clowns. And I know circuses are very, very different today as, as, as probably a very, very good thing. Um but that's what it was. It was like your your traditional Dumbo style circus, right? Um, yeah. And 
that that kind of went with the territory. Other times you'd see a clown was at like a county fair, and God, this this is just like the most corniest hometowny discussion ever. But um, you know, like you know, <laughs> circuses in the county fair and the 4-H show. Hey, we're talking about a, a movie set in a town, almost exactly like it. So right, and but you know, if you see um, other clowns, it would be at, at fairs and something, and they're usually doing magic. So it's you know, they're not like up in your face creepy or something like that. I don't know. And I think the style of clown too, you've got like the entire white grease paint covered your entire face white with paint on it than clown versus like the hobo style clown where they're wearing a red nose and probably no makeup and a dumb wig, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Those are, those are going to creep people out in very, very different ways. Um, and I, I think the, the, the whole white grease paint one is the one that's really, freaks out people more than anything else uh, and i'm sure part of that's also from things like you know it uh the yeah. original the 80s version which came out around the same time that this did yeah. so so i don't know I, I wonder if that if that plays a role um in it as well is like you said ryan like age but also you know that's the context I mean, look, you saw a random clown just walking down the street. Yeah, that'd be fucking weird. It's kind of creepy, I mean, right? The concept that gags the clown yeah, went with, kind of, yeah. Because, yeah, that, that takes a situation of me being a person that's totally not scared of clowns in any way and makes it creepy because of the yeah, just the situation and what's going on. So The same way I'd probably be weirded out if I saw somebody, you know, walking down the street dressed as a superhero or something like that. It'd be like, okay, that's a little odd. This isn't like a touristy area. There's just somebody walking down the street dressed as Spider-Man right now, and I don't know who they are, unless it's just yeah. that's their mask, you know, that they're wearing in public now. But, yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it, context, I think, plays a big role, but I've always wondered what it is exactly about clowns. Like, is it a pop culture thing, or does it, or is there something that goes way back? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and... and, and... I have to correct myself a little bit that the film that I was talking about is actually called The Man Who Laughs. Man Who Laughs. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so there's definitely something but that far back that the people are still kind of afraid of the, you know, uncomfortable, at least with the face paint and the, you know, I don't know. But do either of you remember watching, like, Bozo in the morning? Yeah. Bozo the Clown? Yeah. That was great. Like, I missed that show. Yeah. There are people that are terrified of of the image, just the image of Bozo the Clown, and I can't, I don't really get it, so. Well, I know that one of the the big things is is typical with clowns, like when you're doing the grease paint smile, always make the the corners of the mouth rounded. Never make Mm -hmm. them sharp. Okay. Um, yeah. that's that's like so a, a less threatening yeah apparently that's a big rule and and I guess the one of the examples that's been that I've read of like not why you don't do it but an example of someone who didn't was John Wayne Gacy the serial killer mm-hmm. uh when he yeah. would dress well, up hey, as, there's another potential <laughs> influencer yeah, of clown I fear think his his alter like, ego of Pogo the clown probably may have yeah. Sure, there's some people. Unfortunately, non-fictional. But... Yeah, but yeah, if you ever see images of his uh, uh, makeup or any of his disgusting paintings, um, yeah, they're sharp-edged. So it's like the, it's even more adds to the whole disgusting story about him. But um, yeah. you know, I, I think there's a lot of examples, but a lot of them are 20th century. Like, where does this really start? You know, I'd love to know. I, I hope. I certainly know it's not this movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I don't think it's this movie. Not at all. Like you, you can't. I don't think anyone's going to carry even somebody that's terrified of clowns. If you get them to sit through this thing, I bet they're going to be like, "Well, okay, that probably that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be." So it's uh, yeah. Uh, I I don't know if they're going to like lighten up enough to laugh and find the humor funny if they really are scared. But like, yeah, it's this was not. Well, this was probably not the source of someone's lifelong fear. No, uh, which is funny because like looking because we watched it. Well, I watched it off Tubi, uh, and I'm pretty sure you guys did too, unless you own it. No, um, I do own it on DVD, but okay, I think me. I watched it on Tubi this time, but I do own it. But it, it does, like, it says, uh, it does say horror on it, and even its own, the image screen that they use, which is, I think, based off of the recent Blu-ray uh, cover, is a lot mm. more darker and stuff. It makes it look like one of those, like, Yeah, the kind DVD of that I own has a really creepy, like attempted to be creepy i should say but like it doesn't catch the tone of the movie at all right it tries to make it sound more serious than it actually is like and with a title like this i don't know i don't know why people why are you even trying to like turn it a different way like maybe they rent better that way or whatever back in the day but well you know that's a certain i i will say like as a person who really likes looking at movie art posters um i'm always going back to like um you know, mainly 80s, 70s, and uh, 60s, because um, modern day movie posters, with you know a few rare occasions, uh, just aren't that fascinating. Even the no. even the like the worst fucking movies, which usually had like the best fucking poster. Oh yeah. <laughs> because they had to compensate poster. for something. Uh, nowadays, it's just like you know right away, like well, that's a that's a poorly photoshopped movie poster. Uh, <laughs> And I know what kind of horror movie or movie in general I'm getting from the bargain bin at Walmart. Um, but I want right. to I want to segue into this movie because I really want to talk about this movie. Uh, I want to give props to the props department. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, this that that's an added feature to this movie that is so fucking fun about it. Um, just everything that they do that just adds to the clowning the the kind of clown stereotypes but changes it into like a functional alien tool or or method case in point like when they're getting chased by the clown with the popcorn gun before you realize that the popcorn is seeds um they they get shot with what i found out was the most expensive prop that they had right fucking um (laughs) side note for that but anyways they get shoot with this popcorn gun and you're like oh they're gonna get shot with a gun they're getting chased by an alien and just covered in popcorn even the characters go why popcorn and then they're then they're instantly tracked by a by a dog a clown but the clowns make the dog out of balloon animal and then it then it (laughs) hunts them like a bloodhound following the popcorn scent and then i'm stuck there going that's kind of smart no this is before i found out that they're kind of like the seed seedling offspring Uh but Mm -hmm. the idea of like that's kind of funny you're taking you know using popcorn from carnivals the balloon animal and you find a way to combine them in a like it's a scent tracker that gun was a scent tracker like a scent Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah which i thought was just fun and then they do that throughout the whole movie yeah the balloons that they use when they when they capture some people I mean, did they ever explain why some people were being captured versus why others were just wrapped up in cotton candy to be dissolved? Plot convenience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. Likely. Yeah, because there's well, like... they all they all ended up packaged up in the cotton candy stuff eventually because you see like the room where they're hanging everybody up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like meat hooks. I oh, hang them off of the, like the, meat What's hooks, her name? Debbie, is... the girlfriend, um, the female main lead character. Um, she's like wrapped up in a balloon. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Like, and, balloon, and they make a yeah. comment you hear on the phone in one of the other comments that another teenage girl was taken in a balloon. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah I assume it's plot convenience that they would have I wrapped don't... her up in the cotton. <laughs> Let me candy. tell you this would... much. I don't want to dwell too heavily on why they were stealing <laughs> teenage girls and storing them for later in an alien movie with clowns. Uh, I mean, they already did their porn gag scene <laughs> yeah. uh, briefly where they show up as a pizza man and f- to a woman who answers the door in her lingerie. I, that, got a, that got a heavy laugh out of me. I don't want to go yeah. beyond that thought. So we're going to stick with plot convenience. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't know what the hell... I, we were trying to figure that. Well, first of all, we were watching it, going, you know, if that balloon was really a balloon, she'd be dead pretty yes. quickly with all that heavy yeah. panting out of fear and her high blood pressure and stuff. And then all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? She's still alive and like fine. It must be porous. It must be some kind of alien porous substance. <laughs> like then I start thinking about the physical properties of like, what are the killer clowns balloons made out of? Um, yeah, this is why you should not drink and watch this, so. killer clowns yeah. from outer space. Um, and- yeah. Ryan, you mentioned the um, the props and the effects of the movie, and I think that's it's the only feature film made by the Shioto brothers, and they uh, otherwise are known for their their special effects artists. So they kind of came up with this concept, and I think the the look of this film is what benefited the most from it being made by special effects people. Yeah. So it's like it's so many uh, practical. So yeah, some effects. of that, some of the plotting and some of the even direction or acting can be a little weak at points, but. Um, it never skimps with the the look of the film. It's it's consistent and everything is like really really good. And the clown characters are great, and the props are great, and the sets are pretty great. And so, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just even even the way they they kind of like the clowns could be a little bit more feature esque in their in their in their uh, auto their um. Well, they're animatronic, right? Animatronic masks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just like, but I mean, I'm not giving it any shit. It fits in the mo- movie just fine. But I think if if they were ever to finally do a sequel, not a remake, but a sequel, which I read was on de- in development hell, like it'd be kind of cool yeah. to see an update, like with how animatronics work nowadays with the micro motors and just everything. Like to see a more articulate uh, caricature alien clown, I think would be even creepier and cooler. Uh, as a as a like hopeful note for the future but that's a side note but other than that they do great uh apparently the sci-fi channel still says this sequel series is coming for this thing but i mean i don't trust them honestly at this point it's it's one of those things that like who's even asking for this at this point especially as a series and on sci-fi like i i don't have a whole lot of hope it's not going to be no it's not it's (laughs) never going to be recaptured i don't like it that rarely happens it it fits perfectly for where it is there were there was discussion um going all the way back to like 2012 for this and it was in just last year that when Disney acquired 21st Century Fox, the sequel to Killer Clowns was actually something that was a an, a, a, a project on a list, and Disney has canceled it, along with 200 other projects. Hmm. So it was going to be called Return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D. <laughs> and uh, uh, But, yeah, Disney said no. So let's hope that Disney does the same thing with this as they've done with some other 
properties they've acquired where they canceled whatever current plans were and then go back and do something fresh. I think the only thing that should be done, not that it should be done, I, I, I think this is just one of those things that is perfectly appropriate to just be left alone. But if they're not going to leave it alone, you got to bring back the Shioto brothers and let them do their sequel they originally wanted to do to this thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, let them modernize it however they want to do so, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, this is one I think. Or it, just it's, don't. It, like, or just don't. Don't idea. mess with it. Yeah, don't mess with it. Don't update it. It. When I was reading, like it's either going to be a, a a series of movies, or it's going to be a series on TV or on cable. I'm like, don't do that. This is not yeah, something I want to get used to is, seeing. A no. series needs to have enough story to maintain a series, and trying to make this story, you know work like that is just a bad idea like well this this story like kind of barely like it worked in the sense of like it's a poorly it's it's a good enough story to string along the main whole thing is like i just want to see the scene with the clowns in it like i just want to see the the skits essentially it borrows its basic plot from every 1950s alien invasion small town alien invasion movie that I mean, that's already been done a thousand times. The feature is, you know, the clowns. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like and the humor and like the yeah. You know. That's like the that that's kind of like a sign even back then. Like, like that idea of meshing genres. How do you refresh a situation? We're like, well, let's take this this traditional a horror alien invasion and always swap it with something new. And you get down to the bottom of the barrel and you're like, ah, fuck clowns. Let's just fucking do clowns. That should work. It does. It does work. I'm not making fun of it for that. But it's one of those, um, like you got the, it's, it's so bottom of the barrel. It's so perfect in that because you got like the classic clown gags being combined with classic alien gags. Just like, Mm -hmm. yes, just do it. Let's follow it up with like, uh, ghost pirate stories. Let's keep doing that going. Um, which I know exists. Yeah. Um, I do have fog. I have to say, though, about the cast. We went past the cast, but I didn't get a chance to mention this. Mm. These are some old-ass-looking high schoolers. Definitely some, oh, yeah. har- <laughs> some hard-lived-in, oh, yeah. mid-30s-looking motherfuckers. Well, and I think doubt. they're supposed to be college students, but still, yeah, they're definitely yeah. in their 30s. Or what are the names? 20s. The uh, Terenzi brothers Yes, certainly not the... The same age as the rest of the cast. No, appear to be like they're older they than all me. All look way too old for college students. Yeah, they're um, yeah. Uh, that was that was something we pointed out too. Like, wow, these are really like these people look like they're on a second mortgage, and it's like, no, we're in college. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I don't think so. Um, uh, oh, I, I wanted to say uh, about Mike Tobacco real quick. I don't know why it was like I just he just looks like Burt Ward, who played Robin, <laughs> yeah, from he does from from nineteen uh, sixties Batman once again. So seeing the set design and seeing this actor, who I'm just like I know it's not Burt Ward, but oh my god, it looks like Burt Ward. <laughs> like it's just like this is this is what makes the sixties Batman work. This is why this movie yeah. works. <laughs> so. He even has a little bit of that, at, you know, the hand like ugly sweaters like hammy um (laughs) acting style of a little bit sometimes yes yes he does and ugly sweaters yeah 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 um yeah and and talking of cast release like characters i really thought and not that any of this stuff really matters to the movie like we've talked about before it's 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 all about the you know the set pieces and the clowns and etc but um characters wise 
there were, yeah, there were a few too many main characters. You could yeah. have totally lost the Ice Cream Truck Brothers or whatever their uh, well, Terenzi Brothers or whatever their name yeah. is. Um, they're entirely useless. I think they were supposed to be comic relief, but they actually were just like kind of weirdos, and I didn't care for them at all. Also, why did we sideline Debbie for the whole movie to take the world's longest shower? <laughs> she like yeah. gets in the shower, and like all of this stuff happens, and then we cut back, and she's still in the shower, and then all of this stuff happens. Then we cut back, and we finally get like the popcorn, you know, alien clown spawning scene. They had enough but time like, to go like, from a popcorn kernel like, to Debbie's a full in the size shower eight for three foot hours long snake here, like. clown. So <laughs> yeah, that like just element of time. They're like, lady, and we they... take about three weeks to get to this spot. <laughs> and I mean, not that she was like some incredibly compelling character, but they 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 could have done more with her. They just kind of sidelined her to make her the damsel in distress. Maybe an '80s movie trope, and and you know. I, a lot I, of movies in the genre fall into that, but but still, it's like okay. Well, just get rid of her. You know, let's get um the let, let's get the the two male leads together so that they can flirt. Well, a whole lot. I wanted to bring <laughs> I want to bring it up that like the weirdest part of this for me was the fact that you got your two male leads who one is Dayton Debbie and the other one is the ex-boyfriend who is now a cop. Mm-hmm. And they're like, let's add this dramatic tension where it's just like, it's hey, semi love triangle thing. Yeah, like, hey, now I get to drive your your current boyfriend. Like, the that was the scariest part. The idea of, like, you're dating this girl and you just, like, try to tell them that alien clowns are invading. They don't believe you. And the guy seems a little, like all right, get in my squad car, and when we drop her off, I'm going to take you out back and kill you kind of vibe slightly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's a hero, but there was that weird, like, I got to be a macho man and defend my territory situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. once he, like, sees what's going on, he mellows out, and all of a sudden, then, then they're cool or whatever, I guess. Yeah, but, like, but yeah, then Debbie Debbie starts like... hanging off of fucking Dave, like, in front of Mike this whole fucking, yeah. like, every, like, right when she gets well, her and everybody seems to By the end of the movie, everyone seems totally cool with it. Like, I'm like, okay, I guess the three of them are going home together. That's what I was so. thinking. Good for them. Like, you know? like <laughs> oh, wow, they're really going to hook up. That This is a, this is a three-way relationship, because I don't think Dave yeah. is ever going to give you up. Again, I mean, we might be overthinking. Might be overthinking. This. I mean, it's it's a movie that isn't overthought of. So, <laughs> all right. So anyway, I, I was gonna just uh, kind of, I guess, kind of wrap things up a little bit with this one. Um, I I guess we can just kind of jump into grades because we were asked a little bit more about uh, you know, does this really need a sequel or not? But we already kind of covered that point that this is one of those movies where it doesn't really doesn't really need it i mean maybe one could work but maybe let this one just stand on its own because it 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 is what it is but uh if we had to give this one a grade um ryan let's start with you since this was your first viewing if you had to grade this one because i know you were also a bit apprehensive about watching this at first i I was uh, what do you think um i enjoyed it i it's not like my favorite movie of all time but i'm not saying that to be i'm just trying to narrow it down to my view it's just like i don't think i would i don't feel the need to see this by myself but if friends ever wanted to watch it or if it's ever like at a local you know cult 
movie theater in a in a in a small town or or a city or whatever like yeah i would watch it like it definitely i definitely want to watch this with people definitely the people who enjoyed it yeah uh, yeah, I think it, yeah. I think it takes more viewings for me, but this is definitely a good social movie. Uh, so, Agreed, yeah. and That's it a does way of putting it. Yeah, and it does and it does fit that like it does have those horror elements, but it's not like oh you can watch this. This isn't this isn't bad. This is funny, um, and I'm very you know <laughs> cautious about those things. Sure. Um, but no, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I want I'm. Here's the thing. I'm going to kind of give it a B plus. I don't feel that comfortable to give it an A. I think it can reach A for me. It's just this is my first time. Definitely a strong B plus. Um, I mean, fuck. It's Kara Clowns from Outer Space. Holy shit. What do you What do you want from me? It's yeah, great. <laughs> it's 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 a beautiful movie in terms of color and the perfect level of camp aesthetic. Yep. Yeah. Just perfect. What do you think, Eric? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with giving this one an A, but I will agree with you, um, that it does grow on you as you see it more. Like, I think the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, cool. I kind of, I, I, I got it and it was, it was fun. Uh, saw it again and I really loved it and saw it again. I think this might be my third time, third or fourth time seeing it. And yeah, it just, it honestly does keep getting better. Again, I, I think you're right, nail right on the head with it. It would be a great social movie, something to see on the big screen with a bunch of people. Uh, I think it, these kind these types of movie the humor works so much better that way. Um, it's paced really well. Like this is this is a movie that is not boring for one second. Um, it gets going right away and it just doesn't really stop till the end. And we didn't even mention Clownzilla by the way, which mm. is an awesome <laughs> thing at the end of it with a you know a giant killer clown. Um and yeah the fun house we also chase didn't, and all the... we didn't also mention that in this movie the whole town actually does get killed and it's not like a big deal or even mentioned you <laughs> yeah. just see in the background like yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure those three kids are the only ones that survived minus the other two idiots who yeah. totally hooked up with alien broads guys there was so much we did not talk about with this, this movie is, this is the the ending we thought we were going to see at the end of Kingdom of Spiders and they pulled the dark ending on us and uh, yeah. So. yeah anyway yeah the, good um, point. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's it's great it's it's funny it's fun the special effects are great um i think this one's truly a definition of a cult classic so yeah i can give this one an a it's it's just growing on me and continues to so well i'm, I'm gonna like fall right in between actually with mine and i'm going with an a minus um because yeah i think it uh it it hits all those cult classic things the the, the, the people that made this movie definitely knew what they were doing they knew what kind of movie they were making. You can tell they're having fun with it. Um, and really, I think the only thing people really have to get over before approaching this movie is that, yes, it's stupid. Because it's not scary. It's got yeah. some like creepy parts, but it's nothing that's probably going to give you nightmares. Um, it's, it's very self-aware, very tongue-in-cheek, firmly tongue-in-cheek. Uh, and you can also <laughs> tell that everybody is, is enjoying this experience on screen that they're having a lot of fun with it and that can really carry a film for quite a ways actually there's been some really really bad movies that you can tell well at least you can you can see that the cast and crew are they're they're having a good time with this um and this is one of them but yes it is a dumb movie it is killer clowns from <laughs> outer space it's called killer clowns from it's, outer space. it's not a smart movie other than the fact that it's self-aware and it knows that it's trying to not even parody it's um kind of a love letter to those 
midnight sci-fi horror drive-in movies of you know the 50s and 60s it's it's mm-hmm. right up there um you know if you look at the wikipedia page for killer clowns from outer space at the very top it says not to be confused with blood suckers from outer space you you see that that's it needs that just <laughs> that warning um that's telling you quite a lot right there uh, you know yeah. this which even in that movie that's one that came out uh in I mean, Bloodsuckers is a si- similar film, like a comedy horror straight out of the right. you know, tribute to Drive-In. So, I mean, yeah. I guess you could get them confused maybe, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, some of the acting is a bit stilted, but again, I, some of that's intentional and some of it isn't. It kind of reminds me of, of what they're going for in Velocipaster, which we talked about. Like, some of these mm-hmm. lines are delivered really, really bad, and then there's a whole scene where you're going, huh, these people actually know how to act so there must be yeah. working hard at not doing it um but no i this is one that i've always i've always loved again it, it started out for me personally with with a creeped out image and by the way it was the um the clown that was the first image i ever saw was the the one that does the shadow puppet with the dinosaur and he's also on the invisible <laughs> motorcycle that uh-huh. clown the tall skinny one with the red hair is one yeah. that I, he always he kind of creeped me out as a kid, but not enough. Didn't to... mention the shadow puppet scene either. That's great. Oh, the shadow puppet. Yeah, we're see. That's <laughs> yeah, the thing when the clowns are going around this. capturing everybody. They're like doing all these like elaborate tricks to do it and clowny stuff. Yeah. Clowny stuff. You know, like shadow puppets that actually end up eating people or <laughs> you know. But do uh, we want to take a moment to list off our favorite scenes? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I I have to like uh, I did mention. Uh, you know, there, there's, I don't know. <laughs> you guys go first. I got, I got a narrow. Oh, you down. brought it up, so yeah, I'm throwing you in the spot. Yeah. Oh gosh, I don't know. I think um, two, two or three favorite scenes. Well, I'd have to say the shadow puppet scene with the one clown is is one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. though it kind of goes on a little long, but it's a good gag. Um, it's a good gag. I think that's a real obvious point where you're like, oh, I'm not watching a typical horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I would say... If you that, haven't figured it out by that point, maybe... Yeah, anyway. Uh, what uh, Deputy Mooney's death is one that is very oh. memorable for me, because that one's actually kind of creepy. <laughs> oh, because yeah. he actually the talks Marianne, through or the uh, ventriloquist doll thing. Yeah, uh, yeah where he turns... A, well, which there's some foreshadowing. They're not going to make a dummy out of me. And hey... Well, um, it's the it's the right. only scene in the whole because that's a good that's a good example because that's like the best. Oh, oh, no, let me phrase that. That's the first time and only time that you they actually communicate with the with the aliens, and it's through him. And mm-hmm. and he says, "What what did he say? Like, don't don't be scared. We're only here to kill you." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking that that's the horror movie element. That's freaky. Yeah. So a good yeah. one, Joe. I think those are my, my two main ones yeah. uh, for favorite scenes. Well, and okay, the the little yeah. tiny clown with the bikers. <laughs> yeah, oh, tiny clown with the bikers. The tiny clown with the bikers. Yeah. Actually, the tiny clown in any of it is great. I mean, he doesn't that, give as, as that, much screen that was time the one, as you expect. No, that was the one I was going to mention was the biker scene with the uh, what are you going to do? Knock my block knock off. My block <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great one. Um. I did. We mentioned the the creepy scene with the the clown kind of luring the little girl out of the fast food restaurant. I like that scene yeah. a lot, and that's probably the closest. Like you said, you were mentioning the the puppet scene, but that's that's a very horror movie esque scene of that's in here. 
Um, I want to go with the for for a third one. Let's say the entire end chase scene through the like funhouse spaceship. I love the all the sets and like mm. the just the funhouse look of everything and um it all it all works really well for me um and yeah so um okay i think i finally <laughs> figured out some i i this is a an honorable mention but to uh farmer green i loved all of his fucking over the top you know middle of nowhere oh, yeah. lines that he has Ro- Royal Dano, yeah 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 um those like i don't have any I'm, I'm not that quick enough to fucking pull out them but just some good old-fashioned folk person like quips like hold my hat and call me a grilled cheese you know like just weird <laughs> shit um that's gonna oh, be yeah. rich yeah yeah just... when you're like oh it's it's haley's comets crash there's gonna be hot dogs i'm like you're leading with hot dogs really <laughs> yeah that's so that's the first thing you're thinking about just there's gonna be folks dog. are coming and they're gonna want hot dogs that's, that's right you know? so he gets he gets an honorable mention because it's it's he's great uh throughout the whole thing um but uh if i make a new a new open for the show for the hundredth i'm definitely i think i'm gonna throw that one in there there's folks are coming and they're gonna want hot dogs do it yeah <laughs> just kidding. it's true yeah i don't know if i'm kidding we'll see <laughs> um <laughs> and i i also mentioned I, I mentioned prior to i really love the popcorn uh dog hunter scene like it's just that was the moment where I'm like, there's a certain level of competence in this movie. Like there's a there's a funny, clever humor and, and elements. Like it's I, I'm enjoying this. Um, yeah. So there's that one, but I know there's. I take every little element of the circus and make it something that could kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where it was, and it starts playing with that more. Like I said, I actually would have liked more clown gags because they're actually pretty, you know, corny, but it worked. It was fun. Um. There was, I want to give one more honorable mention and then I'll stop. Uh, and it goes to the fucking annoying brothers, whoever they are, um, the thirty-five-year-olds who have Gen a Z brothers who have a nice cream truck to pick up girls. Yes, yeah. and that's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting to. <laughs> like their terrible luck with women, uh, like the women that they had in their ice cream truck that they were bribing with the ice cream truck. No, I'm not. I don't want to shame body shame anybody here, but I'm just saying like want out of their league but still like you know not a they're like okay you're you're lowering your your standards that's what you're trying to establish with these characters and then they get and this is this is the part that i'm like this gets an honorable mention is when they fall down the tube and they end up in the in the the, ball pit jacuzzi with the female clowns with the female clowns and then they're breasts start to expand the clowns not the brothers um their breasts just explain ex, uh just start to expand to this like ungodly size and they're both happy and i'm just yeah. like that makes sense well, the best part about if this it is how they is end they sh- this is how they need to end they find yeah. need, these 30 year olds need to finally lose their virginity <laughs> yeah and they show up later like you think they've you know they've had it and then they show up later just covered in like lipstick and <laughs> tattered <laughs> Their clothes are all tattered tattered yeah. clothing yeah and it's like okay and which I, was actually I, one fan theory because i was like we're like where did what was the deal with the remember we mentioned like the the girls and the balloons i was looking real quick just now and apparently that's one of the theories is that they capture young women and turn them into female clowns <laughs> i have no idea what what made them think that but I That's told you once, and I'll say it again. Species, I don't yeah. want to think too heavily. What it's, a to those poor people. <laughs> it's a fun head cannon. It's a fun head cannon. Yeah, that's you some know, eerie, like uh, 
that's some eerie uh, fetish territory in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but well, yeah, I mean, so I guess that kind of uh, you know brings it in now for a conclusion of our discussion on killer clowns from outer space. However, if any of you listening have any thoughts or memories or uh, anything you want to contribute, questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms regarding Killer Clowns from Outer Space or any of the other episodes that we've talked about here on the show, feel free to drop us a line at videojunkairpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at videojunkpod or find us on Facebook at our Video Junk Air Podcast group and our official Video Junk Air Podcast page. We'd love to hear from you. Coming up on the podcast, we have... Um... A lot of surprises because our schedule is undergoing a lot of changes at the moment. So uh, I know eventually we are going to do the Ace Ventura movies, Highlander, The Island of Dr. Moreau, uh, but lots of other stuff and possibly some other stuff in between because of the, um, we'll just go ahead and blame COVID-19, which is easy to blame anything on right now because honestly, it's to blame for everything that's going on right now. So I'm just going to say um, like, that's just whoever edits this anybody who says COVID-19 just replace it with killer clowns like do it like a clear <laughs> obvious censor and we're gonna keep that gag going uh through every movie where anytime we mention COVID-19 we have to mention the name of the protagonist or whatever it gets blotted <laughs> out um yeah good idea make the job but yeah so, so i don't know exactly what we have coming up we're going to be kind of scheduling as we go but um i know those three things are coming up in the near future um but yeah keep we'll have we'll have great stuff no matter no matter what um so keep tuning in and uh hope you'll join us again here on the video junkyard podcast and since everybody's kind of stuck sitting at home, we've decided on the Video Junkyard podcast, just now actually, that we're going to be watching a majority of the movies for the next couple of weeks from the free streaming service, st- free streaming service Tubi, T-U-B-I. <laughs> it's not so easy, is it? No, talk. it isn't. TubiTV.com. <laughs> um, and so these are something you can you can find these on, you can you know find them on a browser or you can through most of our, your streaming services, but they're totally free. This isn't necessarily like a endorsement of them, but we're going to be using that service so we'll be announcing on social media what movies we'll be watching in the upcoming weeks and we hope that you'll join us in watching them and then tune into the podcast and uh, listen along with a movie that you have seen. So uh, it could make interactions a little bit more fun, so we're going to try that and see how that Mark, goes. Mark, if familiar with Tubi, throw us a uh, couple recommendations for what you'd like to see. Absolutely, yeah. If you know of a movie on Tubi you think we should watch, throw it out and we'll, uh, we'll add it to the list since we're not going anywhere, so we might as well. Uh, in the meantime, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. And until next time, this is Joe Peterson. And this is Eric O'Branson. And this is Ryan Steiskel saying... Did you see them little sky duckies zip down in their poo? <laughs> Kaylee's coming and he's landed in our backyard! There's going to be thousands of people! Thousands of people are coming! They're going to have hot dogs! going to have helicopters and airplanes and tacos! This is our lucky day! We're going to be rich! Boo, we're going to be rich! You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast 
on Twitter at Video Junk Pod and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>